We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one, my sweet thing, my darling, my friend. Thank you so much for spending time with us here today on Journey to Center. So one of my very favorite quotes ever is, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but rather spiritual beings having a human experience. And if we can navigate our lives with this awareness and in alignment with our souls, our lives work with so much more grace, with ease, clarity, fulfillment, peace, and joy. So how can we do this? I'm so grateful to have with us to answer this very important question and many others are my most profound and prolific spiritual teachers. The ones that gave me the information and tools that I needed to shift from a life of depression, confusion, victimhood, and poverty to a life of bliss, empowerment, purpose, and great prosperity. We are here with Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick. They are the pioneers and leaders in the field of spiritual psychology, as well as master teachers and facilitators of awakening in consciousness. They're renowned educators, authors, and the founding faculty of the University of Santa Monica, where they designed the university's extraordinary curriculum. They've also facilitated soul-centered programs in spiritual psychology for over 40 years. Their programs provide students opportunities to experience a rich, multidimensional, soul-centered educational process and assist participants in healing and awakening into the fuller revelation, expression, and embodiment of their authentic selves. For 35 years, the university offered state-approved master's degree programs in spiritual psychology. In 2015, USM completed the master's offerings and transitioned to a certificate of completion offering. In May 2020, with the advent of the global pandemic, the university underwent a second radical change and made this life-changing experiential education available online. Both Ron and Mary are licensed marriage and family therapists, and Mary is also a licensed clinical psychologist. Ron Mary, the authors of Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology, published by Hay House and available in 12 countries and eight languages, and recently released as an audiobook read by the authors, available on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Their latest book, Remembering the Light Within, A Course in Soul-Centered Living, was published by Hay House in 2017 and is available at ronandmaryholnick.com. So, Ron and Mary, thank you so much for being here with me on Journey to Center. Well, thank you for having us, as always. Thank you so much, Tammy. Just a joy to be with you. It is an honor and a pleasure and a privilege. And I love seeing that mandala behind you. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What an amazing creation, Tammy. Thank you so much. So for, for those who don't understand what we're talking about, this beautiful mandala was done by Tammy and gifted to USM at at the time of her graduation, and we have been using it ever since. In 2002, when I graduated from CHH, you guys had introduced me to the mandala, and I felt very clear. My soul prompted me to create that for you, and I had no idea why, and maybe now we know. Now we know. (laughs) It's so perfect. We, you know, since we have moved into the online format, Tammy, this has been our backdrop, and we just love it. To me, it just radiates the essence of what this is. 
Yes, and uh, it brings me great joy. So let's talk about the soul. Um, your book, Loyalty to the Soul, and I know you have some online programs coming up called Loyalty to Your Soul. What exactly does that mean in your words? Well, uh, wow. I mean, that is the loaded question. From our perspective, we are not really uh, human beings with souls, but rather we're souls who are using a human experience for the purpose of evolution. Evolution. What does evolution mean? It means simply becoming more aware of our divine essence, that each person at that level, which resonates in the heart, is in fact a spiritual being who is uh, participating in all of this, not with us, but in a way it's using us to facilitate its agenda in learning, learning and growing and becoming even more enlightened. And so really, probably from our point of view, the safest way to say it is that we're partners. And what this book focuses on and the whole idea of loyalty to your soul is precisely coming more and more to the forefront at this time of what's going on on the, on the planet because we are at the time of what has been foreseen for thousands of years, which is a tremendous shift in the, let's call it the Earth School curriculum. And so this technology that we, that we have brought forward spiritual technology is probably a master tool for how to navigate this time and how to, oh, what shall I say, love your way through it. So it makes life a lot more peaceful, a lot less disturbance-oriented, a lot more solution-oriented, and just a lot more fun, actually, in, you know, in, the, in the long run, because as we realize, there's much, much, much less to be disturbed about. And yes, I know everything that's going on in the world, but what if, hmm, what if it's all somehow serving spiritual purpose? And maybe it's not so bad from that context which does not say anything about how we relate to each other while we're on this planet or while we're in this school. Would you add anything anything to that, Mary? Wow. Well, there's so much um, that we could say about this. To me, loyalty to your soul really means each of us has soul purpose, that our being here is not an accident, that we came here to learn and grow But we also came here with gifts. We came with talents and abilities that as we develop them, really support us in making a meaningful contribution here. And in so doing, as we awaken, we assist others in perhaps the remembrance of who we are as the divine being. And that context changes everything, changes everything because the, the key really is the awareness that our essential nature is loving. 
that we are loving beings most quintessentially. And we have the opportunity to live in that awareness, to live being the loving essence, rather than a little cloud of ailments as uh, George Bernard Shaw uh, complaining because the world will not make us happy. Yes. It really changes the context to what can we give rather than what can we get. Right. And what can we learn and what can we use for the purpose of our learning? Yeah. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't learn how to, for example, be a great uh, swimmer, let's say, without first learning how to tread water. Yes. So the higher that you want to go in consciousness, the more you have to learn. And learning in this dimension that we're talking about does not mean intellectual knowledge. Right. Learning, it does not mean learning about. It means experientially learning so that, so that we know it. We know it at our core. And I loved when I first walked in the classroom, you said, don't believe anything I say. Experiment with what we share with you and see how it works in your life. Be a spiritual scientist. And a lot of the things that you have said and you continue to say sound very radical. But if somebody is willing to open their minds and just try the principles, try these things on and see how it fits, their lives are going to change. There's no way it can't work. That's right. So from my perspective, it sounds like um, there's two primary ways to live from the ego, which seems to be more fear based and the soul, which is more love based. Is that accurate? It, I, I would say that essentially that is very accurate. The ego consists of the mind and emotions, uh, the unconscious. It, it is focused on, uh, it's a result of conditioned patterns and what we refer to as spiritual curriculum. In other words, each one of us has a spiritual agenda that we come with, issues that we came to learn and grow through, and gifts that we came to share. And so, yes, uh, when people begin to wake up that they don't need to be run by the limitation, the negative stories, the false narratives of the ego, okay. but rather can choose to live in the loving, in the awareness of who they are, and they discover some of these higher principles. One of the principles is how you relate to the issue is the issue. That is... Uh, to me, an incredibly powerful principle. And as you were saying, if somebody decides to experiment with that, that is an incredible game changer. So instead of the issue being what I'm upset about up there, it's more about how am I going to be with myself in this upset and can I heal it inside myself? And one of the, I'd say probably the most uh, accurate indicator of that kind of a of a conscience, which we see going on every day, is people continually uh, having their statement be, "I am upset because." And so, what they're what they're saying is something that's happening out there 
is the cause and the reason of my acceptance. Of my upset. Of my, of my upset, <laughs> that's right. It can get a little confusing here. So, well, don't, shouldn't we try to change all the things that are going on? I mean, of course we should. Of course we should. But do we have to be upset while we do it? What if we did it from a loving consciousness? And then we'll have a more effective way of exactly. exactly. We'd actually be more effective and get better results faster. Yeah, rather than fighting with it and be angry about it. That's right. With it. So there's lots of reasons to be upset. We can look around and there's lots of reasons to be upset. People get really upset, very angry. And often when I say, you know, the upset's inside of you, they look at me like, what are you even talking about? And they want to get back into the politics of things. And yes. How do you go about really explaining this to people for the first time? Well, that is that is a great question. Not easy. I remember thinking you guys were literally like smoking something. Where do I get that? Because this sounds crazy. Yes. I'm upset because of my family situations and my dad and the landscape of life and the things that are going on out there for you know with children and animals. How how can you say that upset's not out there? That's very upsetting. So how yes. do we bring it back and take care of the upset where it really is, which is inside of ourselves? You know, it's um, uh, to me part of what is so helpful is to let people know that accepting personal responsibility for what's going on inside of them is perhaps one of the greatest points of leverage mm -hmm. in transformation, in healing, and learning to live a joy-filled life. Because otherwise, we're in a chronic state of victimization. Yes, exactly. But everything out there is responsible for my disturbance inside of me and for the things about my life that don't work, rather than recognizing we're a choice. We have choice, we have the freedom to choose. And there are so many beautiful examples of people who discovered the power of choice, Viktor Frankl being one mm. in the Nazi concentration camp, recognizing that even in the worst of circumstances, we have the freedom to choose our own attitude. We have the freedom to choose our way of being. And so dismantling the patterning of the ego through releasing judgments, through examining our beliefs, recognizing that many of them are part of limitation and lack, that populates our perceptual filter, mm -hmm. creates a false narrative, and creates an incredible amount of pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. So I, when I talk with people about responsibility, I talk about it as a gateway to freedom, mm -hmm. to liberation, mm -hmm. and to joy and happiness. And it's hard because if we don't take 100% responsibility, which was a very hard pill for me to swallow, we mm -hmm. essentially are victims. Yes. Either from the inside out or the outside in. And the outside in is always going to be painful. That's surely our, our experience, so much suffering. And it really, if someone is open to these ideas, it's like there can be so much healing, so much liberation, 
and so much transformation, uh, not only within the consciousness, but in somebody's way of being and daily life. You know, one of the things we say, Tammy, is that a conscious world begins with conscious people. And conscious people are aware I'm a divine being, and so is everyone else. I have the freedom to choose. I'm a co-creator. And through my choices, I'm an architect of my life. And a life on the planet. Yes, I love something you say frequently. Each time one person heals a pain or hurt, heartbreak, they clear that all of humanity is uplifted. That's right. It's really extraordinary to consider that, that each time one of us makes a move upward in consciousness, that we let go of judgment, that we experience compassionate self-forgiveness, which to us is the cosmic delete button for judgment, for limiting beliefs, for misinterpretations of reality, and from the profound misidentification that somehow I'm unworthy. And that, to me, really seems to be what it boils down to, clearing that um, any issue with shame. I remember Ron saying this in class, if you're on this path long enough, eventually you're going to be confronted, you're going to be face-to-face with shame. That was a really painful experience mm-hmm. for me. But I, I was in a car wreck about 10 years ago and was in such profound judgment of myself that I didn't want to be on the planet anymore, which was a revisiting of earlier things in my life. And I was like, oh, wow, this is that deep shame. Yes. I cleared it, though, and really understood I am worthy of God's love. Yes. God is love. We are God's um, creations, and we are completely worthy of that. Something really shifted my whole life up leveled in, in, in a significant and profound way. So um, it's really also about having compassion for ourselves and the whole human experience, wouldn't you say? Sure. Yes, Uh, compassion, compassion for ourselves. You know, and what you just said, Tammy, to me is such a key because it's having a willingness to have compassion for our humanness and to accept our humanity, the limitation, the patterning, the conditions, the emotions, all of it, the false narrative, but at the same time to accept our divinity, that they both coexist within us. And that is a really interesting navigation to accept our humanity, not to try to uh, eliminate our humanity, reject our humanity, avoid the encounter with these painful emotions like shame and guilt, but rather to recognize that the healing action is self-compassion. It's learning to love ourselves through it, to love ourselves through it all, to accept our humanity. And, And rather than judging these things as making us, uh, that lead to self-rejection. It's like, can, can I accept my humanity? Can I accept my humanness? Can I accept that I came here to learn certain things? And so I'll be drawn into these relationships or situations that are designed to assist me in my learning and in my healing. To accept our ego. The ego isn't a bad guy. It's part and parcel of this education that we're dealing with here to become friends with it. 
you know, as, as we do this work, it's like then the ego can become a clearer vehicle for the soul's expression. Yeah, to become friends with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the ego. And then when we see people in a lot of ego, we don't judge it so much anymore because we have compassion for it. We know what it is. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes people come with a big ego because they have some big thing that they're going to be involved in doing. And it's part of what they need in order, in a certain sense, to have the chutzpah to do it. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard you say it quite like that before. I never have either. <laughs> I love that about you guys. And there's always more to learn, no matter how much we know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, our, our teacher, John Rogers, said it as eternal traveling consciousness. It's et cetera. It's like it's infinite. We're an infinite loving being. The uh, opportunity to reside it as the presence of love in the eternal now, recognizing our existence is eternal and that our loving nature is what is enduring. It is what is eternal. And I want to get that. How much fun is this? <laughs> well, I, I would say that it's very fun because it's liberating and because uh, my own experiences the, the more I grow, the more I'm aware of the joy and the peace and the fun. And also the more I'm aware that the inspiration of guidance of spirit is so accessible and available. And that really, uh, I am a willing conduit. I'm an instrument. My intention here is to be of service and to bring forward what spirit would have me share at this time on the planet especially at this time of the greater awakening. And it is starting to move in that direction. We see signs of it because of who we are and you know where, where we have uh, our awareness focused. So, for example, I just found out last week, uh, you may remember we had started this program called Freedom to Choose in the California state prisons. Right. So, and I've kind of lost track of it because they're, they're on their own with that. And, you know, I, I haven't really paid attention to, to where, what's going on with it. Well, I just found out, because I happened to be talking with someone who was very much still involved with it, that of the 36 uh, pr prisons in the state of California, this work is now being taught in 34 of them. The ripple is real. You got the it started. Oh, the ripple effect is incredible. And it's because people are ready. People are ready. This yeah. is the time. It's the change of that age. This is the time that has been uh, foretold yeah. as when we're going to be doing this. Well, well speaking of ready, I want to be able to give you guys the opportunity to talk about, we just got a couple of minutes here, to talk about your upcoming loyalty to your soul opportunity. So can you quickly talk about what that is and how people can sure. find out more about participating in this experience? Yes, we have a two weekend loyalty to your soul workshop. Uh, it's uh, the first weekend in August. And then uh, I believe it's the second weekend in September, which really provides the most essential foundational 
principles and practices and experiences and experiences <laughs> of spiritual psychology. It's an opportunity to come and learn, to do the work, to meet like-minded and like-hearted people, to experience how powerful and transformational these tools and skills really are. And we're excited about it. Being in the online format has opened up the classroom really to the world. In our second year program that's going on right now, Tammy, we have students from 15, 15 different, different countries participating. And there's something extraordinary about having a classroom that represents the world. And of course, we always have many people from California and across the United States as well. But I would say this is a very powerful workshop. I was talking with a man who is a grad and does body work for us a few weeks ago, and I was uh, letting him know we were going to be doing it. And he said, Mary, this workshop can change your life. That's how he came to USM and entered the program. Yeah, it can. I'm a living example of it, and I know you thousands, tens of thousands of people that can say the same thing. Yes. And I couldn't be more grateful for the two of you. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation today. And I'm very grateful you're going to have another one with me next week. So to my friends, thank you for spending time with me. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. <laughs> Yay, it's mine too. It's so fun when it's mutual. So to my friends, please check out Ron and Mary and tell them again the website they can go to to find out more. www.universityofsantamonica.edu. Find all the information there. Um, and also an invitation to our next public event coming up um, a week from this coming Tuesday. I, I'm not remembering the date at the moment, but uh, we hold these open events Tammy, for new people uh, and our grads, they are a beautiful opportunity for people to get a sense of the community, a sense of the work. So it's a, a wonderful way to lean in and check it out. Connect with you, ask questions, to sit at the feet of masters and get wisdom. It's priceless and it's available to you. You can also pick up a copy of their book. You have two of them. This is the loyalty of your soul. It's beautiful inside and out, just like Ron and Mary is, and just like you are, my beautiful friend. So please be in touch with Ron and Mary and me at TammyBPhD.com. Know that you are in our hearts, meditations, and prayers, and we're sending you blessings of grace, ease, joy, and ever-expanding love. Take good care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.